Hi guys, my name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hello and Merry Christmas! It is finally Christmas week. Hey, it might even be Christmas Day, depending on when you're listening to this, which means it's my favorite week of the year. I have already had my family Christmas lunch. We have a yearly tradition. We all get together, cook a lot of food. So we make like a potluck. Everybody brings a dish. We have cake. We swap gifts. Ah, it was so beautiful. I really enjoy spending time with my sisters. I feel like in this world, they are the two people I am assured of having and they're actually my best friends so it's great to come together and just talk about life and then tomorrow my husband and I are going on a camping trip (laughs) and if you are in Kenya you know it's like the rainy season I don't even know why I agreed to this camping trip by the way but anyway let's hope it doesn't rain where we're going it's meant to be really hot where we're going But even if it rains, it'll make for a very good story, right? So we're going for three days for some couple time just to kind of like de-stress from the year, plan for next year and get away from the hustle and bustle of the city. But last week I was in Egypt, guys. Yes, I was in a place called Sham El Sheikh. I was there and I think I'd mentioned this in the last episode. I was there for the World Youth Forum It was such a beautiful city. My God, it's like a tourist city. So beach and sunshine. And I went to like an old market that's open like 24 hours because I was shopping at 11 p.m. And I got some beautiful lumps um, and trinkets because I'm trying to do up my balcony. It's going to be my project for January. Yeah, I had really, real fun. The The forum had like 7,000 delegates and I went as, you know, a global influencer to be part of the conversation and also share the conversation online. And I got to record Banky W. For those of you who don't know, he is known for being one of the top African musicians from back in the day. He's from Nigeria. He, I think, is still running EME Group, but I think EME Group does a lot of production now. But at the time, it was basically like a music label. Guys like Wizkid were signed onto it. And it was really funny meeting him and interviewing him because he was one of the first interviews I did when I first got on radio 10 years ago. So (laughs) at the beginning of the decade, I interviewed him at the end of the decade. I interviewed him. It was quite interesting, but that's going to be coming to this podcast very soon. But being Christmas week, I thought my gift to you would be to share the one 100 African story that really moved me. And this was part of the university tour that Legally Clueless went on. And one of the universities we went to was Riara University. And, you know, I had so much fun there. I think I even stayed an hour after finishing recording because the storytellers who are uni students there that I met were just so, so passionate, so vibrant. And this happens in all the universities that I have been to, where I go there and I record all of these young Africans and I live there so inspired, so hopeful, and believing even more that the youth is so misunderstood. Like, 
anyway so the guy i recorded whose story you're going to hear his name is bobby when i first saw him when i was setting up i was like i know you you look so familiar and he's like okay maybe he's like i don't think we've met i'm like but i i can't you you look so familiar and he goes like oh maybe you watch my youtube channel which makes sense because he is the founder of a YouTube channel called East Meets West. And it's him and his friends and they're just campus students and they just talk about various aspects of campus life. Very lighthearted, very positive. And so when I began recording him, I did not expect the story that he shared. But I love how frank, raw, genuine he was in telling this story. He really is so wise, wise beyond his years. So my Christmas gift to you is sharing one of the 100 African stories that I've recorded this year that has really stuck with me, that has really inspired me. And so I hope it does the same for you as we are about to close 2019. 100 African stories. There is no proper life that you live in university as a musician. If I constantly just walked around feeling sorry for myself, I'm never going to get anything done. Uh, there was a bit of frustration in between all of that. I've been breaking my back for this company. Therapy is not for the weak or for the crazy. Stories from Africa. My name is Bobby. Um, Bobby Orr um, from Nairobi, Kenya. I was coming from Eastlands and it was a public school and I'd say one of the toughest, roughest, with the meanest characters ever. You know, like you'd be in class and see a G4S car coming in. They're looking for someone. Someone, I may, someone has jumped the fence. So you guys are like, oh, wow. Then another time the police are coming. The bag your friend used to wear daily. Kumbe, he had a gun. You're like, wow. I was with people from different areas, Kibera. At that time, we were going through something. My mom ended up losing her job. So, and I'm the last one, and I'm the only boy. So my dad was like, nah, this is a, this is a tough guy. Let's take him to a public school. So yeah, I went to public. Um, to some extent, it changed me to the point where I started from one. I was now jump sessions. Now about that life, you know, like mugging people. It was... And it was kind of fun because you'd feel good. You know, not even doing it because it's necessary. Now, nah, just because I can come and tell you, yo, give me your heart. And if you want to fight, let's fight. You know, like dumb stuff like that. Then from two, my dad was like, I started drinking from one. And it's not those alcohol, Ati, the, the, cheap, the, the, the nice ones. It's the 50 more, 40 more type of alcohols. The percentage of the alcohol looks like your grades, like 95%. You're like, wow, this is, you know, that time you don't even know that's the percent of alcohol. You're like, this, this thing is 95% good. Oh God, we are going to have a blast. Ati, nah, nah, don't take the one for 40%. That means it's 40% not good. Take the ones with the higher percent. Then my dad was like, nah, you can't keep on going to that school that was of a Fajerico. and I, I didn't get expelled but he just noticed because I was stealing from both my parents and that time we don't even have money so Yanni they're there like yo 30 bob bro like 30 bob Yanni just you just let it be you know like why do you have to take that 30 bob or 20 shillings like so even people used to know hey Bobby is coming hey hide hide hey put your bag somewhere you know then my dad was like okay so um now because I'm low. So he was like, hey, you're going to Kisumu. 
you're going, you, you're going, you're not even going to continue here. I told him, you know, that time I'm really bad. So I'm like, if you're taking me to Kisumu, just know the next day I'm back home with you. You know, because I knew the worst that my dad would do was beat me. So I was like, I was ready at that point. Let's do this. Um, then now I went to Pumwani Boys and hey, that was like out of the frying pan into the fire. Now it's everyone, man eat man society. I feel like that was the hub of toxic masculinity for me because I learned so many things that, yo, you're an you're a man. Like taking a shower is once in a month. Why are you taking a shower that much? I, is there something wrong with you? Oh, bro, I need an ilkata. For what? Are you a girl? Why are you cutting your nails? Chew your nails. Then now coming to Riara. So I'm like, some soft ass kids, very spoilt. I can't believe I'm here, Yanni. You know, like that, that was, I'm speaking genuinely and I don't have disrespect to anyone. That was my first day in. And I was like, yo, these kids are so blessed. Look at them driving their father's cars. Some of them have their own cars. It was really hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Adapting to that. Because now you're coming from a place where you're, all of you are people from the same class. So life is good. Ah, yo, you're poor. Ah, I'm also poor. Yay, we are good. There's nothing. Oh, you can't afford mandazi at the canteen? Same, bro. Now you're coming here. A sandwich is 200. At that time, a sandwich was 200 bob at the cafeteria. You're like, 200, where am I removing that money from? Now I joined uni and I, the first semester I wasn't talking to people, just people who, I had a friend called Sasha, me and her are from in the, the same neighborhood, same estate. Okay, I used to stay silly on my own. And then now my parents were like, nah, that life, because the place where I used to stay, was, it's called Biafra in Isili, opposite the mosque. And it was a bit tough. Because, like, every day there was shootings. When it reached 6 p.m. at night, you had to be home. Because if you're walking at night, there's a, it's either two things. You're a police officer or you're a thief. So you have to choose one. And definitely, you're not, you're not a police officer. So they'll just assume. And their orders were always shoot to kill. It was like that. My dad was like, nah, you just go back to now Nyayo Estate, which is like a, it's like the suburbs of Eastlands. I wouldn't say that's Eastlands. That's like the Kabuji side of Eastlands. So yeah, me and Sasha from that side. So we started staying close. And I remember most times it was really hard because my dad was like, bro, you know, I can only afford your fees. I can't give you lunch money. I can't give you fare, but I don't want to see you in my house if I'm paying your fees. I had so much weight on my shoulder because I'm the only boy and my dad was a football legend in Kenya so he was playing for Harambee Stars I felt like I had a lot of pressure coming in because now you see I've not taken the route of football I knew I had a lot of expectations coming in and it's my mom we were watching the trend and my mom was like ah you can be like Larry Mado and I was like hey yeah by the way I never knew what I wanted to do in uni you know I just we were watching the trend and my mom was like ah cool you, you can do that talking talking you like talking and I was like oh yeah that sounds fun then joined uni, and then now uni had some temptations. You see, like, this time, you know, all of, everyone thinks everyone is a cool kid. So they'd leave their laptops there, and you have that devil and angel, bro. Just take that laptop, man. Go sell it. You might get some few cash here and there, and you're like, ah, I'm trying to leave, come out of that life as well. And I knew, okay, coming in, I have to change. I have to adapt. Because it was so bad to the point where I'm chilling with some of my friends. Like, now, girls... You know, me, I'm used to Eastland's girls. Hey, Eastland's girls are so vibe, you know, like they're your boys. You know, like, hey, what's up, what's up? Miajem super. Like, it's so, it's easy to understand each other. But here, you can tell, like, the way you speak, the way you dress. 
how you look, scent, all that, any of those factors. You have to be nicely groomed to a certain extent. So I remember when me and my friends are sitting down and we're sitting with a bunch of girls. Like everyone used to get compliments except me. Ah, Stano, you're so cute. Ah, yeah, yeah, where do you get your shades? Yeah, I'm there waiting for, okay, Bobby next, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. They jump me, they give the next person a compliment. I'm like, oh shit. So you see, that also brought low self-esteem. It is what it is. And that's how I ended up putting my dreads. Because I was feeling like, ah, next time I have to come back different. I just have to, I can't be the same. I can't be the same. You have to come back different. And now that's when I was like, okay. Let's do dreads. So by the time the dreads are coming in, attention, Kidogo, now I'm starting to feel, yay, Bobby's popping. It's now jumping to the most memorable point of my life was in 2017. So I'm here in school. School was a hassle, as I said. My dad reached a point in 2016, he couldn't pay fees. And I was like, I was so hooked to school life that I couldn't stay home. And I knew I was different from a lot of these people here. I had to put in the hours, honestly. And it's not even to brag. Like I've slept... 24 hours in school. I'm the only student who's done that more than five times. Because I knew coming in, I'm different. And my dad keeps on yelling, if you're going to do something, be the best at it. So that's when I branched into doing film, which thank you so much you featured in a documentary that I directed that actually won a Kalasha. Coming back into that now, I was directing. Now the school knows me. Um, the vice chancellor knows me. People know, hey, Bobby, I did an event. I premiered my first film. And I was actually the first student to fill this room. No student had done that before. So everyone knew Bobby. Now I became a popular person in school. So it feels good. I'm like, that's 2016. I'm like, me, I'm living my best life. Yani who thought from Islam's now in this school, I'm like one of the top students in terms of clout, popularity. Then 2017 happens. My dad loses his job. And then the new management comes in. And the lady who came in, for some certain reason, I felt like she didn't like me. So my dad loses his job. I get a call from the office, yo, you can't continue being a student in this school. And I was like, what? After everything I've done, I'm the one who's put, kind of put the school on the map. How could you guys do this to me? So since the vice chancellor is my friend, call him up, yo, what's up? He's like, nah, you don't worry. It's okay, you can stay. So another two months, the same lady calls me back to, she's like the dean. She calls me back to her office. Both my parents don't have jobs. In our office, I even started crying. And I was just like, what do you want me to do? She's like, I don't want you to see you in the school premises at all because of school fees. That's why I felt like it was personally directed to me because I felt like I had put so much time to the school. I loved what I did. I felt betrayed. Then all of a sudden, my friends, guys were like, nah, Bobby, you know, now I'm a popular person. The whole school knows me. Bobby, we will strike. I promise you we will strike. We are not going to go to class. We are going to riot. Hey, Miniko, yes. Malcolm X, power to the people. Here I am. I'm not even lying to you. Out of 100 students, three people showed up. And that's how I met Dom. Only three people showed up. And it was so painful because I actually thought, yo, Yanni, the way I walk around school with my, hey, Bobby, what's up? Hey, everyone wants to say hi to Bobby. Three people showed up. Now that's the road to depression. I reach home. We're being served a notice about to be homeless. At that time, I was dating someone else. I was before. And she was like, ah, you know what? Bye. I can't also handle your stuff. Guys who are my friends back at home, also them, bye. So I'm al- alone. So that's when depression kicked in. So what I used to do is when guys are awake during the day, I'm asleep. And when guys are sleeping, I'm awake. So I do everything at night because I didn't want to see what other people were doing. One time I crashed. It got to me. So my dad comes in the house. Me and my dad are best friends. I, 
if I didn't have my dad in my life, I swear I would have been a thief. Like, I wouldn't be here. Like, I, that's one relationship I will take to my grave. My dad has always been my best friend. Like, we talk daily. Like, there's no day that would pass that me and him won't sit down. And we are boys to the point we'll talk about girls. <laughs> I wish people knew the type of sex education I got. Like, it's a whole hour. Imagine your dad, a whole hour. Ten minutes is use protection. 50 minutes, stories. Now you see, me back in the day, I was a bad man. Hey, you know, like that's how me and my dad are. And, and I appreciate it because you never get such a bond. Me, I'm like, ah, I don't have anyone. No one is calling me. People who I called friends, no one was picking up. No one was even asking. I only had one person. His name is Ibra. Yani, I love that, that guy to death. The one thing that I love about him, he's Muslim. And he taught me not to care about religion. Because at that time when I thought, oh, I'm a Christian, my fellow Christians will hold my hand. It's actually a Muslim who was there for me the most. So I was like, you know what? I, you worship your God, I'll worship my God, but the bond, it should not separate or divide us. And 3 a.m., one night, 3 a.m., woke up, my mind, today is it. God, bye-bye. Go to the kitchen, decide, am I going to take a knife? Yeah, so am I going to take a knife or am I just going to do it inside the washroom with a razor blade? Oh. So I really hated myself. I, I just wanted to be out of this body. You know, I just, I really wanted just to be okay. And I also felt like all my life, even till today, I always felt, just even being here, I always felt like I was a second-class human being. Mm-hmm. You, you see how you'd feel like Mtumba. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Because I didn't come the same way these other people have come from. Mm-hmm. I've been shown less respect just from where I'm from. Just because I don't have money and people will be like, yo, let's go eat at Big Square and I don't have cash. People will be like, ah, this guy is always broke. So it always felt like I was a second-class human being. And that day, I just wanted to call it quits. Because what's the point of living if you don't see where you're going? And so there I am. I'm crying. Because I was really, up to today, I really believe in God. I really pray. I really... Because when, you, when you're about that, the only thing you have is God and family. You know, you don't have money. I'm at rock bottom. But the beauty about rock bottom is the only way you can go is up. There we are crying, I'm thinking about it, just got a niece, so that's, and that's why I love my niece to death, and that people don't understand, people see me posting my niece and my nephew, they're like, oh, you're just clout chasing with your relatives, but they don't understand, just because of her, at that one point, I just needed one reason, not to, and he just reminded me, any that girl will grow up without her uncle, or she'll be told stories about, yo, you know your uncle was a cool guy, nah, I don't want that. And so that's when I decided. So I had a coin. It was a 50 cent coin. That's how, that's how broke I was. And you know, 50 cent coins were not there back then. So I was like, God, if this thing lands at heads, me, I'm, I'm going through with this. This is your sign to me that it's over. So I throw it. Tails. I'm like, acha jokes. Any beginner's luck. <laughs> let's do it again. You know, let's, nah, nah, nah. First try. Ah, best out of three. You know, like, let me just get an excuse. This time I changed the sides. So I'm like, if it's tails, I'm killing myself. If it's heads, ah, throw it again, opposite side. I did that more than six times, and I'm not lying to you. There's not even one time that it landed on the side that I wanted. 
I cried myself to sleep. Woke up the next day and I was like, okay, that's done. I told God, by the way, Cheki, I'm giving you one week. If you don't show me something good in one week, yo, me, I'm coming to meet you. We have a conversation. We be boys up there because it's done. After that, at that deep point, I thought about East Meets West, the YouTube channel that me and Dom are in. And I was like, okay, get a bunch of people now who are my friends. Let's sit down. Let's talk about fun stuff. Let's be that joy that other people can relate to when they're down. Because at that time, I didn't feel like I'd watch any person's content on YouTube and feel like everyone was like, hi guys, so today I'm just going to Dubai. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> now see, now see other people are living their lives and me, I'm here. I don't even have anything to eat, yo. Like, then I stroll to another YouTube page, Shark the Hanging. Yo, Wagwan, uh, fly a skid in Nairobi. So right now I'm going to go to the club. It's bottles on bottles on bottles, girls. There I am, I'm single, I'm like, oh God, now why, why, why are you doing this to me? And um, eventually, and I'm, not, I'm kicked out of school, so eventually my lecturer, Eric Kinyeki, was like, yo, I need you to enroll your film in a competition. So that was the first competition. By God's grace, we won seven awards. The school noticed, and the school was like, yo, what can we do for Bobby? And one of the administrators was like, you know Bobby's not in session. The school was like, what? How's he not in session? He was going through his parents was going through something so i came back to uni and now yeah i'm back in uni life is good now back at it now i'm a youtuber Twenty thousand. we had twenty-five thousand subscribers now people know me people are like hey bobby 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 till september where now again now my mom went my mom lost it my mom upstairs poof she became crazy so this one day she walks up and she's like yo i want to go it's 3 a.m. in the morning. She's like, I want to leave. I want to go. And I'm like, go where? That time, Konza, me and Dominic were from partying. We enter the house because my mom is like Dom's mom. So, hey, what's up? They hug each other. They, you know, they have that mini. But I noticed there was something wrong with my mom. But Dom couldn't tell that there was something wrong with my mom. Because my mom knelt down and she was like, yo, if I ever did anything to you, I'm sorry. You know, I love you. Dom was smiling like, okay, hey, your mom is sweet. Your mom is kind. I'm like, hey, no, this is not my mom. <laughs> I was like, no, this, there's something I miss. But we couldn't tell. We're asking, how are you going? She's like, I want to go to South B. To do what she's like no i just want to go my dad is like okay, let me take you with my car my mom is like no i'll walk are you okay walk so you know me the whole time i, I don't i'm not understanding anything and so now i'm back in uni then that happens so i used to come to class then my dad calls me like yo your mom your mom is missing and i'm like i go to the garden cry 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 it out go back to class wipe my tears and i'm like okay let's let's do this you know trying to you know and by right now she's okay. She's if you ask her what happened, she doesn't even remember what happened. So she was at, at that phase. Even coming to uni, I knew I had to do much more because I was not cut from the same cloth as everyone else. I had to be out there more, you know, in terms of what I do, my passion film. I've won twelve awards in film. There's no film I've not been nominated for. I've always any film I submitted a film to, I've always made it past the nominations. But I thought it would reach a point where it felt like now I'm making it, I'm living life, now I'm there. But it doesn't because it's the same struggle each and every day. Coming to school and you feel like you're still at that place where when I pray to God, I'm like, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to live by other people. They'll tell you, me, I'm not, it's not something I'm ashamed of. I never ashamed, I'm not ashamed of it because there's one saying I love, heavy is the head that wears the crown. For me, I know the journey is as important as the destination. And it's taught me humility because... At the end of the day, I don't have fear. 
So are you going to walk home or are you going to come down and tell Kevin, yo, bro, what's up? Uh, see, you give me 20 bob. And that's how I survived in uni. Yo, bro, give me 20 bob. And since this is a private bougie school, 20 bob is nothing. They won't tell you, hey, if it was in my primary, in my secondary, bro, you have my 20 bob. I'm not leaving you. Hey, we'd even fight just because of 10 and 20 shillings. You get. But here, you'd ask someone for 20, they'd even give you 100. You know, and that's how I survived in campus. Like, through the well-being of any other people. Things haven't changed as much for me, I'd say. I'm kind of popular on, on YouTube, and it actually sucks. Because you can imagine you're there, 25, you have your DM is blowing up with <laughs> girls you'd never even thought in your life you'd ever, would ever get your attention. But then you look at your pocket, the same story. So you're just there, you're like, <sighs> you're just there, you're the same person with accolades. Right now, I believe I've left a legacy. You know, I've, I've done amazing stuff, me and my team. But then if you look at my situation and status, it's not quite changed. You know, I'm still going through everyday life. But now there's this cafe where you know how it feels whenever you're, hey, what's up? You have to always smile, even when you're hurting. You always have to be good to people, even when you're at your worst. You know, because at the end of the day, without those subscribers, you're not there. So that's how... My uni life has been. Catch our next African stories in the next episode. You know what stuck with me is how honest he is about where he is in life and where he's trying to get. When I was part of the documentary that he mentioned, I did not know he was the producer or the director. I didn't meet him on the day that I was shooting. I was like a one hour shoot and I left. I just thought, okay, I'm helping out these uni students and later on they told me oh we won um a kalasha award which is a big film award thing here in kenya i was so happy for them so i did not know it was this inspiring um guy behind it i love just how honest he is about where he's at in life it stung me when he said he feels like he's a second grade human like i was just like no like you're so inspiring you're like top grade <laughs> and after we recorded i told him i'm not worried about him because there's just something about his aura about his story that i'm like it can only end in like premier greatness but also i'm an optimist i'm all about like happy endings and i really wish that for bobby another thing which is so crazy it's linked to last week's episode when he talks about his dad, I was just like, oh, I'm so happy you have like a good relationship with your dad. And he talks about having the sex talk with his dad and, you know, how they're like, boys, that's something that's really admirable. I mean, I never had that with my dad. Um, thankfully, I had that with my mom. But I was happy that when he mentioned that, I was like, that's really amazing because you do need some sort of support when you're trying to navigate these issues as a young African man. Um, so, yeah, make sure you check out his YouTube channel, which is East Meets West. It's a Kenyan YouTube channel. And I really hope that you have a fantastic Christmas. I'm sending love to everybody who is having... A Christmas without somebody they love because maybe the person passed away this year or a couple of years ago and holiday time which is family time can be a bit harsh yeah I'm sending you love hugs and strength I'm just trying to piece together new traditions I'm trying to figure out a lot I mean that's stays in my life where I'm trying to like just navigate through a lot and of course as I navigate it I'll unpack it for you 
in in episodes yeah i just hope whatever issues you're trying to navigate through for this week only you can give them a rest breathe just enjoy the fact that you are here witnessing another christmas and inshallah next week another year ending which is a blessing whichever way you look at it do remember to be part of our instagram tribe by following at legally clueless podcast and this podcast is not taking a break during the holidays so yes there will be another episode next week and that's it for this episode of legally clueless you can share this podcast with your friends you can keep it for yourself i'm not judging just make sure you're here next week for the next episode